Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Um, we are on Zoom again and we are joined today, Rupert, by, I would say, Hip Hop Royalty, wouldn't you? I would. I'd say Living Legend. Would you? Is that what you'd say? Yeah. You've never said that before. No. You've never said Living Legend about anyone before. No, no. Uh, we are joined by the one and only Eve. Hello, Ooh. mate. Hey. What's up? How are you guys? We're good. Very, very good. Very, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. No, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. We, just before we get into sort of uh, hip-hop chat and just uh, how you've been and yeah. stuff, Rupert and I were having a little bit of a, a conversation about what is your opinion about men dyeing the grey out of their beards? Just as a sort of... It's just something we were talking about beforehand because I, I don't know if you can see but I, I'm coming in a bit panda I've got yeah I've got it going as well I think it's nice I think keep it listen to each their own but I think it's sexy <laughs> right honestly like my man his phrase coming in I think it shows like wisdom mm. you know what I mean like it shows was, you was live really, some life. Sure, but but if he if he started dying it, if your if your other half started dying it, would you be supportive of that? If that was what he chose, are you sort of quite laissez faire about that kind of thing? No, listen, I gotta be real. It probably would be shocking if we yeah. had a conversation about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to talk about it. We also need to talk about who's doing the dye job. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. When when men start dying their hair, it can look real, real, real bad. Like, never go all black. You have to, like, paint it. How do you do it? You paint it on? Is it, like, a, a little... Rough? Yeah, you need... It's like... I'm sure there's a technique. I've never mm. dyed a beard, but, but I'm Ron, sure you... there's a technique. <laughs> no, I was asking Ron, but thank you. But... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the thing I use, I did it, I did, I did it, I did it once, Eve. And a friend of mine recommended it, and it's like okay. you get a little—it's like a little mascara brush, and then you sort of oh, yeah. coat in. You leave it for five minutes. But I did it in a hotel when I was on tour, and then I permanently stained the bathtub. See, like, See the- yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Any one stage where you're just doing it, going, oh dear, come to this. Um, a little I'm, bit, I'm like brushing like it, my beard and painting. It, it went, it went. The pro- my problem is, it went super jet black. Yeah, like it wasn't like natural. See, like, that's and it. so when I looked, yeah, when I looked in the mirror, I looked like a fucking nineties magician. It <laughs> yeah. was, it was... <laughs> like David Guest or whatever. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. It was like <laughs> that. Um, so anyway, let, let, I just wanted to let's get. I mean, that's very trivial. It's all good. <laughs> So Eve, how is uh, how is life treating you? What have you what have you been up to? Yeah, life is life's been pretty good. I've been busy. Um, I just actually got back 
into London on Monday. I've been away for like two months, actually. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, life's been good in a way of work, but bad in the sense that the last thing I did before I got back here was I went to DMX's funeral in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, he's in a better place, and I really do believe that. That's not like BS, like, oh, he's in a better place. I truly mean that in the sense that he was a tortured soul, and I think, you know, he was ready. And, and I believe he's, you know, he's at peace, for real. So... Well, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we, I, I read the reports and saw little bits and pieces, obviously, but it felt like he got an incredible send off. I mean, like the, oh, the news clips yeah. and stuff, it looked amazing, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, the whole, not just New York, but in New York was, mm. it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The energy was, the whole time was just celebratory. Um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And, and the memorial service was actually incredible. So, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, like, when you think about how how far hip-hop has come in terms of, like, I remember being, you know, much younger and, like, when, if so, if something happened in hip-hop, you know, particularly in the UK, yeah. where, you know, it's not as big as it is in the States, but, like, when when something had happened, it's a very minority story, but when the, the story of DMX went around, it was like he was being spoken about in the way that rock stars used to yes. be spoken about. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? It yeah. felt like a... It felt like, you know, they were getting Vox Pops from people who were talking about the impact yeah. that DMX had had on them and stuff like that. And, and yeah. I know, obviously, it was very, very sad. But at the same time, I thought, I felt like, and I don't know how you felt, yeah. that he it was being given the weight and the gravity and the, and the attention that it should be given, right? 100%. 100%. I agree with you. I think sometimes, and it's especially in hip-hop, a lot of times things can be swept away quickly or... Um, or, you know, there's, like you said, there's a small group of people who might know that one person, but he touched so many people around the world. And I do feel like he was, I mean, I hate to say rap, rock star because he was a rap, he was a hip hop star, but that, mm -hmm. that gravity of what rock yeah. star means, he a hundred percent. And I think it's, it was, it was, it was beautiful to see, honestly. And I think it was beautiful for his kids to see as well yeah you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying because obviously he was a very honest person and they know his struggles but to see how and they loved him of course because that was their dad but to see how other people loved him as well i think is so yeah. great for them and their healing so yeah 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 um and so you is that when did you get back from the state center um monday morning i think oh okay okay <laughs> so how, how, how are you feeling now shattered Oh my God. Well, I just woke up right before this. So I was like, I oh, set really? an alarm. <laughs> yes, because I was like, I can't sleep through. I can't sleep through this. <laughs> so I set an alarm on purpose because I was like, I know we've, we've tried to get, you know, get it going. Yeah. So yes. thank you as well with the schedule. I appreciate it. But so I'm good though. I'm all good. I'll just be up all night. It's fine. Fine. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I did a month in Melbourne, Australia, for the Ooh. comedy festival there, and I did not uh, adjust to Australian time at all. So what would happen is I would wake up. My show was at eight p.m. I'd wake up about now seven p.m. Like, and then I'd get ready and I'd go down to the show. And then one of the other the other comments would be going, "What have you been up to today, man?" I said, "Well, I woke up about an hour ago, <laughs> and I'm probably going to be watching Netflix throughout the night because I won't be able to sleep." I mean, it's yeah. it's horrific, oh, isn't it? It's horrible. It's so bad. I feel like there's all these theories. Like a friend of mine was like, "Just stay up all night. You'll reset your clock." And I'm like, "That doesn't work anymore." Mm. I think when I was younger, it used to work. But I'm too old to stay up, try to, but then you do wind up staying up all night. It just, it's all bad. 
it's all bad. Yeah. I think I might just drink tonight. Maybe drinking. That's the way to do it. Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if everyone knows, but you live over here now in the, in the I UK. I do. Right? Yes, I live here. It's funny when people are like, wait, you live here? That's what people hit me yeah. with all the time. Like, you live here? Wait, how long have you been here? I'm like, I've been here actually like eight years now. It's what been brought, like what, a minute. What brought you over to the UK then originally? Uh, my hubby is British. <laughs> so um, my hubby, Maximilian, uh, is British. And yeah, we decided, I guess when we got together, my stepkids were small. So it made sense for me because I could fly and do whatever I need to do. And then I wind up actually falling in love with being here. Like to me, this is home. It's so weird. It's like I land here and I feel happy. Right. So I love it. Yeah. What do you, I mean, listen, I, 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 I imagine if you've been here for eight years, you know that the British have a, have a, a tendency to kind of self-deprecate or whatever. Yeah. But um, let's be honest. <laughs> it, it's, it's shitter here than the States, isn't it? No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. No, I honestly, seriously, for real, love it. I think it is definitely different. There are some things to get used to. Like I do say to my husband sometimes, like, we are speaking English, but it's not the same English. Like, we need to take a break. Like, if we're having an <laughs> argument, it could literally be about two different things. Like, so, yeah, I'm still getting used to some things, but I love it. Yeah, it's so, it must be so weird. Because I just think for, for British people to see, to see Eve lives in, in the UK, it's, it's so fucking mad. And people, do, they ask that question too, though, not to cut you off, but they're like, oh, you live here? Then it's like, yeah, I love it. And then they're like, really? Over the States? Yeah. <laughs> is there any other u.s rappers who've settled in the uk that you know not of? that i know of but i know a lot of u.s musicians that come here often like and and i yeah. think that's that's not just rappers i think that's just how it's always been in music throughout time mm. i think you see we always see american artists come here for inspiration or you know there's just a there's a level of not give a fuck that people mm. love here um, and that's always yeah. been like that. And Jay Z spend a bit of time, didn't he, in Brixton in his yeah. formative yeah. years? And he? Africa, Africa, yeah. baby Bam yeah. lives in Ricelip or something, doesn't he? Oh, I'm wow. pretty sure. No yeah. Way. yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> so eight years. So that means you have seen sort of UK hip hop and grime really sort of blow up, right? Like that, that's something that's happened over the last decade. And what has that been like? seeing that as an American, watching that happen? Like, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I think, and because I used to come here even, you know, early on in my career, um, like in the 2000s, early 2000s, I would come here and I would hear, you know, UK hip hop, UK grime. And I gotta be real, like grime is, can be an assault if you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, but now that I've been here and now that I feel like UK hip hop has taken those um, the best parts of what US hip hop used to be really like right. where it is now the storytelling and the you know the realness um, uh, and I think I don't know it's nice to see it's nice to see because it's nice to see that the UK is finally getting their dues I think you know um, for a long time people weren't into it and now, you know, they're known. A lot of the artists well, uh, are known. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, you know, in, in time gone by, I think that UK hip hop was seen as like, we were, it was sort of a lot of it, not all of it, please, people don't tweet me, but like a lot <laughs> of it was sort of 
a takeoff of a US hip hop. It was like the UK version of US hip hop, right? right? So, and a lot of people, I remember like a lot of my mates when I was when I was growing up listening to it, were going, "Why would I bother listening to?" a UK version of something when I could just get the original and it's in on my language. You know, French right. hip hop fans, you get why they would listen to it because right. because there's a language barrier, right? Whereas yeah. for British people, you just go, I could just listen to American stuff. Whereas more recently, it feels like UK music's got its own identity more, right? And it feels 100%. like it's sort of stepped up. Yeah, 100%. It's so good. I mean, I, I probably, I listen to, I mean, I listen to everything, but I do listen to, I do like hearing UK hip hop. I mean, I always kind of have because I'm here, but um, but yeah, it's definitely, ha- it has its own lane. No one can say that they're copying anyone else. I think it's completely in its own lane. Definitely. Yeah. Do, do people you know back in the US listen to like Hunt Down UK hip hop or is it still Not many. Secret? Yeah. Not many unless they already are into music. Like mm. it, if they're not just a hip hop fan, it's usually people who are fans of all things that are like, yo, I heard a blah, 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 or this person or that person. Um, yeah, I think it depends on a person's ear, how wide it goes. Yeah. It, it's, so, it's so mad cause, uh, because obviously because hip hop originated from the States, our desire to see what Americans think of what's coming yeah. out of this country. <laughs> you know, the number, if you, if you go on YouTube <laughs> and you look at US reaction yeah. to Stormzy or yeah. US reaction to Skepta, wow. it'll just be like some, like a couple of American hip hop fans. It's like putting on some like proper, like dirty <laughs> grime. And then and it's, and it's just like, people go, oh my God, America's like it. America's like it, man. Like, it's just like, it's, we it. still got that. We still got that. Yeah. I love it. Um, so you, you're, are you, what's the situation with you and music? Cause you're, am I right in saying your last album was Lip Lock, wasn't it? Which was like 2013, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Step back, wish she had, man, I'm in my zone. If you can't keep up with where I'm at, then take your ass back home. Raise the flag and tell the people come, the queen is on the throne. Watch how they leave you standing there, just leave you all alone. You a clone of a bunch of people, go and get your own. Matter of fact, I don't give a fuck, you guess that from my tone. I'm a Philly born bread brains, never left my bones. I'm a bossy, glossy mogul, and worldwide my name is known, huh? Ain't no guessing this EVE. So are you are you still making music or do you still have any desire to make music or are you thinking you're done? I don't know. I mean, music is always going to be in me. I did put out a single. Sorry, that's my dog, Hendrix, in the back. If you keep hearing him barking, No worries. Well, I've um, got three children that are going to make a lot of music. Okay. They, they bark as well, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very yappy. Oh my lord! Um, but yeah, I um, I put out a single probably, God, two three years ago, just to kind of feel, you know, just to kind of dip my feet back in. Um, yeah. And it is a conversation that comes up all the time. You know, I'm I'm open to do to get on people's albums. I'm kind of taking my time. It's weird. I think I love music. I'll always come back, but I just need. I need to feel right about getting back in the studio. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I don't know where I'm at yet with it. So I don't want to fully jump back in, but I always perform. Like I've never stopped performing. Um, And like, thankfully, a lot of the festivals that I had last year have come back this year, which I'm really looking forward to. So I'm always performing, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. So we share a a tour DJ because- Uh, because I, Martin Too Smooth, who, who who's, who's our resident <laughs> DJ, is your DJ as well, and he yes. he's been he's he's been telling me like all he does is rave about your live show. Aww. You know, he was saying to me, honestly, you got to check it out. It's like because we we I don't know if, how much you've heard of the podcast, if any, but like one of the things, one of our bugbears 
is that live hip hop often doesn't match up to the, you know, to the to the recorded version. Oh yeah. And and Martin knows that about us. Um, but he said to me that you 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 put on a show. Is that is that something that like because you some sometimes I'll be honest with you, I've seen yeah. some artists, but I'm not gonna name any names, but they come out, they do the tour, yeah. and you can tell mm. that they're doing it because they, they just need to have make to. some money. Yeah. yeah, and I respect that and it's yeah. totally fine, but it doesn't make for a great show. So no. So I take it your attitude's slightly different, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Cause my thing is literally first of all one i don't want anybody coming to see me and talk shit about me after the show like yeah. i don't even know <laughs> the people watching me but i would feel some type of way if somebody was talking shit about me after the show so that's one and two i respect the fact that people took their time to come see me mm. period um and i feel so lucky to be able to be on stage to perform for people that I take it so seriously. Like I have rituals and everything that I have to do before I get on stage. Like, you know, because it's my honor. And also I realize I'm the most comfortable in my skin on stage. It is my favorite place to be. I'm the most me when I'm there. And, and I just, I hate seeing those. I hate seeing those artists that are on stage that are so boring. And you're just mm. waiting for that moment when something... Okay, this song. Okay, no, it's got to be this song. And it's like, are you serious? You went through a whole 45-minute show and you barely <laughs> walked? Like, I can't even... Yeah, no, I I take the live shows very seriously. And I want people to have a good time, man. Like, And I think I come from an old-school place of that, though, where you had to grab the audience. Like, you know, we didn't have the... Like, we didn't have YouTube or Instagram or anything... You had to go to shows in person. And if your energy wasn't right, you getting booed off stage. I'm from Philly. They will boo the shit out of you real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's a big deal. You have to come to a show. Hopefully we're in the same area once yeah. things are open and you can see. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, defi we're definitely going to come. Martin keeps yeah. saying we've got to do it. But yeah. um, speaking of Philly, because when, when I take friends of mine or my wife, my wife's not a massive hip hop fan, but I take her to see artists that I really love. And I feel this pressure. I really want them to be good so that, so that because I almost feel like I, I've sort of organized this night of entertainment. Do you know what I mean? So like, I feel yep. like, and so many times it's not gone well, but the the, 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 the the one band that we went to see that my wife became a lifelong fan of, and I know you've worked with them, is The Roots. Oh. I'm the type that's always catching a flight. And sometimes I got to be out at the height of the night. And that's when she flipping get on some old. Another lonely night. It seemed like I'm on the side. You only loving your mic. I know you got to get that paper, daddy. Keep that shit tight. But yo, I need some sort of love in my life. You dig me? While politicking with my sister from New York City. She says she know this ball player. And he think I'm pretty inside. I'm playing boo. The Roots, they like put on a show, right? And yep. so like, I remember like taking her to see them and she hadn't even really heard any of their music, but it's that thing of like, you know, sometimes when you go to a gig and you're waiting for the songs that, you're mm. waiting for the big ones that your yep. friends know so that they can react. But there's other gigs you go to, it doesn't matter what the song is. It doesn't matter if you've heard it or not. Yep. They just smash it. Do you know what I mean? And that's like, you know, that's kind of what the Roots are. And oh. Della Soul are like that. There's loads of like, you know, really good examples of it. Yeah, but, um, no, I agree with you. I've been going to the Roots concert. I've known them since I was 15. Right, right, So I used right. to go to their, to me, they were already like the Roots. But that's also where 
that's a Philly thing, I think, as well. Like, they have always been that way and have only consistently gotten better and better and better. And I agree with you. Like, they could play old McDonald and you still be like, yo, they are amazing. <laughs> They're amazing. Like, <laughs> how aware are you of, because I know we sort of, we talked about how you are, you are hip hop royalty and you are like, you know, it's why it's, it's so mad to be talking to you, actually, because you are one of the upper echelon of, 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 of anyone who's ever done it. So are you, you. how aware are you of your status in that? Is that something you wear lightly? I mean, what, how does that how do you deal with that? I don't think about it. It's very weird when I hear people say stuff like that, because uh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I have a cool it is the best. I wouldn't take it away. But I feel like when you look at I can't look at myself in any of that. I know what I've done and I'm so proud and I feel blessed to have had those moments in life um, and to have had the successes, but I don't know. Yeah. But that's another reason, real shit. I'm gonna be really real with you. That's another reason that it takes me probably longer to get back in the studio because as right. much as I'm happy with all I've done, I can never recreate a moment. Mm. And as an artist, you shouldn't be thinking like that, but in real life, it's like, people are always going to judge me off those last situations. So, yeah. So I think that's probably what takes me a little bit longer to get back into. Mm. Yeah. Um, and how did you find your way into like being involved with the, being one of the Rough Riders and being in that whole thing? How did that all come about? Yeah, it was crazy because I actually was signed to Dre the first time I met DMX. I was like 18 and I'd done this song with one of the producers that was signed to Dre. And he was like, yo, you got to meet this, this dude. Like, I used to live in L.A. Um, and he was like, you got to meet him the next time he comes through. His name's DMX. He's blowing up, blah, blah, blah. And I met him then. And X and I stayed friends. So I knew all the Rough Riders because I would hang with them when, I, when they would come to L.A. And then Dre dropped me. But Aftermath and Rough Riders have been under the same company, basically, with Interscope. And the guy, Jimmy Iovine, was like, yo, I think you'll be dope on... I mean, he doesn't talk like that at all. But he was like, <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> he doesn't Maybe. talk like that at all. But yeah. basically, he was like, I think you should go over to this other label. And literally, I got a call one night. I was in Philly, back in my mom's house. And was like, yo, you got to go to Yonkers right now. And my chance to get signed was being in a cypher. And that's how I got signed. I literally was in a cipher for like 40 minutes and got signed from the Really? Cypher. Wow. Yeah, literally. So how long was it between that happening? And because I know you've talked, you've talked before about, be, about being dropped by Dre and it was yeah. like, you were signed to that label at 18. And then like you were sort of, it's, he sort of stopped, you stopped getting communication, right? And so yeah. you were thinking, when is my, I'm signed to this label but when am I going to put my album out, right? Yeah. So well, listen, I totally get now why he dropped me. I was fucking annoying. I used to show up to the <laughs> studio. I literally would show up and be like, yo, when am I making, what's up? You got me. Like, I was crazy. And my name was Eva Destruction back then. Yeah. Guard your windows, close your doors, fuck that. Hide your pins and lock your jaws, dig that. My verbal skills should be against the laws. You with that? Now light a split for the hip hop cause. Let me hit that. Smell the fear. You made me attack. You caused your own extermination, not knowing how to act. I thought I warned you not to make me mad. You just wouldn't listen. Now
now you hiding and ducking, prolonging your hip hop lynching. Talking shit got in too deep and huh? Caught you niggas sleeping, huh? Feeling real fucked up, cause you couldn't catch me creeping, huh? It's the eve of destruction, tracks I be fucking. Cats be fascinated by the styles I be busting. Got you niggas open, got you niggas lusting, knocking MCs on their backs, causing lyrical concussions. Be the so if he hadn't dropped me, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't have had the career I've had. I now know. Now I know that I was mad as shit at Drake back then. But now I get it. Um, and it took that span of time from when he dropped me to getting signed to Rough Riders was probably like a month, month and a half, wow. if that. Yeah. So that I mean, it's lucky it's that it was. I mean, that's I know it must have felt like an eternity at the time, but oh in the God. grand scheme, uh, the in the grand scheme of things, it's not ages, but. You you get signed by Dre, which is like dream come true stuff, right? Yeah. And then you get dropped by Dre. <laughs> yeah. Menta- mentally, mm. how what was that like to deal with? Because I can't imagine that would have been easier, 18 years old, to go through that. It was the worst because I'd had a leaving party. I told all my friends. You know, it was like a big <laughs> deal. Like, <laughs> it was a big deal. So and then pressure. to come back home and then have to take the bus again? The bus. Hi guys, I'm back. (laughs) Like it was, yo, and I, I don't think I left my mom's. I stayed in my pajamas at least the first two weeks because I just was like, I can't go outside. I can't let people see me. Like this is crazy. I fully failed, and I thought it was over. Like I was like, this is it. I'm done. Mm. My life is over. Um, because you just wait for that chance to get signed, and when that signing happens, you don't think you get another chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how is that coming again? How? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But thank God it did. Yeah. So w- w- when you when you went into that cipher, yeah, did you go into that knowing that you were going to have to smash that to 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 get yourself signed? Hundred percent. I, I can't even. I can't <laughs> even imagine what that pressure was like. Now. Like what the Rocky fuck was that styles, like? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Re- this is the thing about that part of me. I wish. I'm not that I wish because that's who I am. Like, but that young, fiery, like, I don't give, you can't tell me no. That's what that was. It was like, let me, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna impress all of y'all. Like, I don't care who you think I might be. Like, it's, it was so much of, like you said, Rocky. I don't know which one of you said, like, mm. that Rocky, like, I'm in the ring. I gotta knock this. I, this is my only <laughs> other moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hold on one. Sorry. Oh, sorry. If no, I'm, okay. so, I'm just doing a podcast. What's up? With Eve. You gotta tell them it's with Eve. No, I love it. They don't know who I am. Okay, great. I'll I'll let these guys know. Thank you. (laughs) What's the word? What's the breaking news? He's got some sort of thing on his he's they're obsessive video games. I'm so sorry, Eve. Oh, please fine. No, but just you know what? I'm fed up with these kids not having respect. (laughs) For, for the lineage of hip hop, it's just it's doing my head in. Do you not announce before you're about it. to record? I'm about to do a, a podcast about hip hop. Mate, I do. They don't get these kids. Don't give a <laughs> shit care. about anything I do. Yeah. They don't. They don't care about anything. They I will do. in like sorry ten years. <laughs> but sorry, we were talking about before that. Before that no, interruption okay. by a kid. No, but listen, Eve. Let me tell you something. I want to give you my assurances. He will be dealt with be severely scolded. and <laughs> with great with great vengeance. All right. Um, no, great but, vengeance. Um, but yeah, so sorry, you were saying about the to, to go into that cipher yeah. and think, you know, because I, I think about you know, because I'm coming from, from the world of comedy. One of the things that you have to do, you know, I've been I've been doing things on you know, you do things on a TV show yeah. and you know that you've got to do well in order to get booked again and all that. Yeah. You in order to do well in those situations, you have to be loose, right? Listen. You have to be loose and you have to be in the pocket or whatever yeah. you want to call it, right? Yeah. And if you're 
thinking about the potential mm. consequences if you drop the ball on this, you tighten up. You, and so listen, it's it's like completely conflicting things. Yeah, right? there is no room for anything else but to smash it. That's literally, there's no room for doubts. There's no room for, I mean, that's the reason why I like performing, going back to that, is because you're so in the moment. You're so in the present, right? Because you have no room for anything else. You got to kill it. And that, and to be also, Another thing I love, I love the feeling of is being the underdog and being like the only girl. And I was the only girl in the room. And always, I'm like, I'm a tomboy, like really. But yeah, it just, oh, you think it's it like helped, the best feeling. You think it helps that you're a bit younger? Like if you were dropped in that situation now, older and wiser, do you think it would be? I mean, you ain't getting me in a cypher now. I'm not <laughs> doing the cypher now. Like, let's be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stage, I'm still oh, amazing, but... Don't try to throw me in a cipher. I would definitely embarrass. I would kill everything I just said. You'd be like, she's horrible. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. But then, it, but then it becomes, you know, so many artists have talked about the fact that, you know, once you get signed, you become, and once you're big and like, you've got a name for yourself, yeah. every kid wants to take you down, right? Like you're mm. walking through the street, everybody wants to battle you. You go to, you're like, you're like you know, it's just constant, right? These people oh that are God. just wanting to, to get a scalp, right? Definitely. It's it, either the people or the radio stations, because that's the other thing that happens. Every radio station is like, all right, we're going to put on a beat. Go ahead. And it's mm. like, bro, I just want to. There we go. Can we just have a conversation? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels like, uh, it feels like rap, like the younger rappers now are sort of they're not up for that now, doesn't it? You know, like you used to, you know, you used to watch, you know, you used to watch all these like sway and all, back in the yes. day and flex oh, and all that. Flex, you know, flex, you, you'd yes. have to you'd have to come on and you'd have to destroy it. And if you didn't destroy it, basically your name's you're done, right? Yeah. Whereas oh. now you get you get rappers coming without naming any names and just go, oh, I don't really feel like doing that now. Or, 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 or freestyle is not my thing or whatever, right? hundred million percent. It's a whole different world. Like we, we grew up tough. Like for real, coming up for us, I think was just way, 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 you know, it's all cyclical. It's all different and time moves on or whatever. But I appreciate my hip hop boot camp. Like that's what I call mm. it. Like to me, that was all boot camp, and I appreciate it. What's your attitude towards it? Do you think, you know, hip hop is skills based? It's all about showing your ability. So actually, yeah. doing that, being in a cipher, being asked to go onto a radio show and and do a freestyle—that's all part of what it should be. Or do you think, well, when a when like. A, 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 a guitar when a rock band goes on they don't get suddenly asked to fucking busk on a yeah, thing right, right? So, so do you know what I mean so like it's true so what, why, do you know what I mean there, there is another way of looking at it going why the fuck have I got to sing for my Make song just a do a radio yeah. interview do you know what I mean no, like, 100% 100% I 100% agree with that like it yeah. was something that I think I don't know I guess that was just the culture back then but as it's funny as I started kind of doing more my first year it was like all right this is what i gotta do to prove myself but yeah once you've done that and once you're like yo you've seen come on y'all you do get annoyed after a while and yeah and i agree you shouldn't be singing for your supper like <laughs> <laughs> when you look at how it is now do you feel like it's easier now or or, or more difficult now for artists to come because they don't, yeah. th there's advantages and disadvantages like yeah. now you don't have to sign for a record label for people to hear your music, right? Yeah. You you don't need 
anybody to co-sign you really you can just put your stuff straight out there whereas yeah. for you you were having to do a cypher for 40 minutes <laughs> just to get your shot to get to put your music out there right so Definitely. but but so do you feel like it's pros and cons to, to coming up in whatever era 100 percent, 100 percent. i think you know i agree with everything you just said in the sense that it's nice that you can now kind of cultivate your own movement your own audience before anyone comes in because once you get signed the other thing that happens is there's or it used to be i don't know what it's like now but there's not as much um what is that artist development like a r or whatever and sometimes they would come in and be like you need to do a song with this person or that person that person mm. and the fact that you can just put your music out and kind of grow your own audience in your own way is amazing the one thing i think that as a disadvantage sometimes is going back to what we were talking about performing mm. a lot of these and not all of them. Cause some of them are really cool, but some of them you're just like, you're, they're almost scared. I've seen some artists, younger artists that I've seen on stage and it's almost like they're they're I don't know if they're scared or if they're shy, but they haven't had enough time to really figure out who they are as a performer. So maybe that's a problem. I don't know. Mm. But I do think, you know, it's the way the world is. Things things change and and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you, when you first came up and you were starting to do your own music, was, were, you, were you a big hip-hop fan? What were you listening to when you were, when you were, when you were coming up? Was it all East Coast stuff or were you yeah. kind of quite varied? Um, I listen to everything. It's, it's how I am now. So, like, I would listen literally everything from um, NWA or Mob Deep, which I love, um, you know, and everything in between. But I listen to West Coast hip hop. Like, I love the Dog Pound. I love Snoop. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of listen to everything. I listen to a lot of New York hip hop just because it was so close to Philly. So, mm. like, Biggie and Kim, um, Junior Mafia, like, all that. So, but I also listen to tons of reggae. I listen to, hi. Um, I listen to everything. <laughs> sorry, my dog. That's all right. Hey, Papa, you can come up. Oh, sorry. Oh. Hey, hi. What's, what's the name? Hendrix. Hendrix. Sit down. Hendrix. Hey, Hendrix. Hey, hi. Okay, he'll be fine. <laughs> um, I mean, when you, when you were like, you know, because obviously you and the Rough Riders were one of the biggest forces in hip-hop like you know like worldwide yeah. famous and when, when you when you were hearing other camps 
and other artists' records. Were you able to listen to that and go, I really enjoy that? Or if somebody brought out an absolute banger, were you thinking, oh, no, this is a, this is a fucking nightmare? I mean, that, no. what was your attitude? Was it? Listen, we were so in our movement. We didn't care about nobody else at all. Like, <laughs> And that is, I swear to God, I wish I... It, it was like we were killing it so hard and that is the truth we were so all of us whether it was x or me or the locks mm. we it was just that time and i don't know it was a magical time because we were so in it and also when you're in it so hard you kind of have on blinders anyway like you're you're working so much you're too exhausted to think about anybody else by the time the wheel stops. You know what I mean? Um, as in, you, as in you couldn't, you wouldn't listen, you couldn't hear, you weren't hearing other tunes or whatever. I mean, we did, but or... it, we did, but we didn't care. We didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not coming and like, mm. come on. Like yeah. we just did not care. <laughs> so like, we just did not care. And the other thing I think that was great about that time is like, if there was another artist who was killing it, you do a collaboration with them. Mm, Let's go. Right, right, like right. Like X right. and J. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jay-Z was coming up, and it's a total different style, but Jay was so, started getting so huge that X and J do a record together, and then it's like, okay, solidified. Mm. Like, and then, even if you talk about movements, like Cash Money. Cash Money came up. They had a whole movement, too. We go on tour together. It was kind of coming together. You know mm. what I mean? So... Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. <laughs> 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 You're taking me back. <laughs> yeah. Were there points where you looked at each other and went, holy shit, man, like we're massive. Like, I can't believe what's <laughs> happening to us. I mean, it, it must have been mad to be in the middle of that. No, I think when you're in it, you're just in it. You don't even have that moment until you kind of look back like, damn, we were really <laughs> huge. Like, but if it's your life, you're just there. And I, and I, I've had those, I've had a few of those moments um, as I've gotten older when I look back like, damn, I did do that. And I did meet that person and I did fly here and I did. You're so not aware of it while you're in it because it is such a machine and it is constant. Mm -hmm. It is truly, truly, truly constant. You really don't have time to reflect. You really don't. Are you enjoying it or, like at that? Or is it just, a, is it just, you've got to go to do this interview. You've got to do yeah. this concert. You've got to do this. Is it? Like, like, is it like a, a production line or were you able I mean, to sort of? There were times, I mean, there were, listen, the best times of my life, I'd never take it back. But there definitely, when I look back on certain times, um, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. You're kind of, you get to a point sometimes where you're scared to say no or you're self-medicating, which is something I did. Like I've drank way too much. I smoked way too much. Um, and I definitely had some time, some days where, I mean, shit, some months where things were dark because I was so tired, but I didn't, I didn't understand. It was like, fuck, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta mm. do it. So, and it was, and like I said, it was scary sometimes to just be like, I'm tired, man. Like, I don't want to. So you just keep it moving and whatever it takes to keep it moving, you keep it moving. Yeah. It's difficult that though, isn't it? Because that's your dream come true. That's absolutely yeah. what you wanted to do. Yeah. And then suddenly because of the, intensity of it this thing that is your absolute the thing you want to do more than anything else in the world starts to become a thing that's causing stress mm. for you right? I mean it's that's crazy. a difficult thing to deal with it's crazy I I remember and you know there was a time where I I think I don't know if it was my third album had gone or whatever but I was on this tour and I had gone to New York I had to fly to New York for a day and do this video and then I was supposed to fly right back and catch the tour 
and I couldn't make it back. Like I was in this hotel room and I just broke down crying and I was like, I cannot go back. Like I literally physically, I, and I was actually scared to actually go back. I was like, I've hit the wall. I've gone through it and I just can't. And it took me, that's when I realized where I am now. Like I have anxiety issues and it's nice to be able to talk about that stuff because back then nobody talked about stuff like Mm. that. Like, you know, but it's nice to be able to talk about it now. And I never noticed um nobody knew what that was it was just like oh you're exhausted no really i really have i might have an issue like something's mm. happening but i got through it thank god I, I i can totally relate to that i mean it's so weird because you sort of um you feel like you can't really get sympathy for it because you think well i'm doing this really cool thing it's like you know yeah. i always wanted to be a stand-up comedian yeah. and then i remember like i remember like being on tour once and i was doing a big i was doing a show I mean, like, I just, like an idiot in the interval of the show, I looked on Twitter and somebody tweeted saying they weren't enjoying the show. Oh, and that's no. such a, Why would that's you su- do that? I know. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a, it's such a small, such a small thing in the grand scheme of things. But because I was tired and I was worried about how the tour was going and all that, I fucking spiraled. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, yeah. and so, and it was almost like an out of body experience. Like I did yeah. the second half of the show and you don't even feel like you're in the room or anything, man. No. It's so mad. No, and then, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, and then you say, you feel like you can't even say to your friends, you go, Oh, oh, what's that? You're upset at your big show that you were doing when you're doing stand up. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That must be so difficult. You, guys, yeah. you guys really, I will use your phrase, take the piss out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was so American. You take, but you do. I can't imagine what it's like for you guys over here to like because and do and people do. I hate that. Like I, I used to have a friend, um, that used to do stuff to to me like that. He would literally say like, "Oh, must be nice. Oh, must be nice. Mm. Must be nice." And it's like, dude, what the hell? Like, I'm sharing. Yeah, I'm trying to share, yeah. and like also yeah. everybody's reality is their reality, and like yeah, this sure. shit is hard. And trust me, take the average person who looks at your life; they think they want it, or you know, or they you know don't have any sympathy. If you put them in your shoes for 24 hours or a it. week, they wouldn't want yeah. it. They'd be like, "Oh yeah. shit, that's mm, crazy." Yeah. It takes a lot of work to get to a certain place. We are very lucky to do what we do, but it it honestly takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes it it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. Um, yeah. So that guy that tweeted me when I was at, on at the Apollo, yeah. fuck you, man. Fuck from him. The of my heart. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> that's coming from uh, Eve. Yeah, that's yeah. from Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Is there is there anything about we always ask people this, but is there is there anything about hip hop that you're not as keen on? That are there yeah. any elements of it that you don't like that that sort of bug you? I think when I was back, you know, back back when I was out, I used to hate the like. I mean, it's still like that now. The whole bragging, like, mm. ugh. like I always used to be like, I'm so happy I'm not a dude in hip hop because I feel like having to keep up with your dick size was so <laughs> exhausting. The full time job, or you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You keep like a record of it on a spreadsheet and stuff. I yeah. used to be like, damn, there are a lot of really small penis guys or something. <laughs> like, because it was always just, and I get it. Like, hip hop is that, though, to a certain extent. It is about, you know, bragging and whatever. Mm. And I get it. But I do feel like that part of it used to annoy me so hard. I used to be like, you know, where's your skill? Where's whatever? But yeah, that part. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the, the 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 bragging about dick size is a very peculiar uh, <laughs> thing because when you actually sort of 
when you think about it, it's such a weird thing to say out loud, isn't it? Particularly <laughs> on a record. It really is. Yeah, but, but then also it's like, if you're talking about it and you feel like you have to talk about it, like I'm already... <laughs> yeah, suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels... Yeah, you're talking about this quite a bit, right. man. Are there rappers? Right. Are there rappers now that are still doing that? Is that like of an era? Oh my I god! I can't it's, think of rappers who like doing I that I mean, now. It's, it's different. It's different. The way they talk about it now is different, and I don't know. And it's not to me. It's not just like in your face, dick size. It's all about the stuff you have and all the. It's just oh god, it's so boring. I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a weird one, that isn't it? Because like, I, I feel like. Um, Sometimes you find it, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'd listen to it and I'd find it quite aspirational. You know, yeah, you, sort of, right. you, know yeah. you, you sort of think people, people have come from, uh, uh, like a, they, they've transgressed beyond their, 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 their initial circumstances. And 100%. there's something great about that, right? But, but then what happens is, is there's, a, there's a thin line between that and just celebrating pure materialism. Yes. But, you know, you think about when Biggie says, like Juicy is the perfect example yeah, to me of something that, that's in, in, an inspirational song, right? Because yeah. of this thing, it's such, it's actually beautiful. He yeah. talks about this starting point, and then he talks about now. And no, I a hundred percent. Such a feel-good song, but when it's when it goes yeah. just completely the other way, and then it's just there's no charm. To, you know, there's a lot less charm to yeah. it. I understand why people do it, but but yeah. it no, feels but, a bit but, incessant, but, doesn't it? But somebody like Biggie still was a lyricist. Yes, totally. So that's why it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. When I and like to your point, like when it becomes that where you're literally that's all you have is talking about your shit but you're not telling me a story, you're not taking me on a journey like then I'm like, come on, bro. What else do you have? But Biggie yeah. is, I mean, lyrically, Jesus Christ. Like, that's where, for me, I don't hear him bragging. I hear him, to me, that's a celebration. He's celebrating mm. his life. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard You never thought that hip-hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade one, one of the things that you and Biggie uh, have in common, I think, is the... I mean, please, no one has ever... What? That, <laughs> well, no, I was, nothing in common with him. Yeah, no, he also had a dog called Hendrix as well. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I was, I was just going to say is, uh, is, is one of the things is... Is the voice is is uh, I'm not saying you sound, but the, but the use of your voice it felt like something that separated really good rappers from great rappers in a way because you know there was lots and lots of really really good rappers who you know had the multi-syllabics they had the metaphors yeah. and the storytelling and all that but it's very much like uh, you'd hear the start of a verse and that would yeah. be how the whole verse would go right pretty yeah. much you'd go but whereas there'd be other rappers like yourself and you know I think Jay did this a lot and obviously DMX did Jay this loads well right yeah. where they yeah. you play with it you jump off beat you you you, you sort of you introduce a bit of singing to it you know like yeah. in, in, in a hip-hop way yeah. it's it's there's not not everybody could do that and it's a skill no. that isn't talked about that much i don't think do you know what i mean in no, terms you know of, i never terms... thought about that actually until <laughs> yeah. i honestly have never even thought about it that way but when i think about the people you've named a hundred percent 
it was yeah. up and down and it takes you somewhere it gives you in yeah. different different feelings for different songs you know who's great at that who for me dre is the master yeah, at yeah, yeah. getting getting someone to write like i've never written with someone that is so demanding but at the end of the day he gets the best out of you and for me the song that i wrote with dre and especially like blow your mind that song was the hardest song with him in the studio but then once it was done i was like oh i get it yo drop your glasses shake your asses face screwed up like you having hot flashes which one pick one this one classic red from blind yeah bitch i'm drastic why this why that lip stop basking listen to me baby relax and start passing expressway head back weaving through the traffic this one strong should be labeled as a hazard some of y'all niggas so what, what was how did that so what was he oh, saying to you that was sort of pushing you let me tell you something i'm still like <laughs> Well, one, um, that I, I used to hate to write hooks. I used to hate to right, write choruses. Right, right. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. You need to write this whole record. And I was like, what's the point? Like, I'll write, I'll write the verses. Because to me, I felt like verses, that was my thing. I felt comfortable. And he was like, nah, you need to write. So that was one. He kept me in the studio to did that. And then there was one lyric, one word that he just was like, you're not saying it right. And I'm like, how else can I say it? This is yeah. the actual word. But he hears stuff in a way that wow. other people, I've never been in the studio with anyone like that. And and I think he um, he's great at finding that and pulling that out of you, definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, so many hip hop songs. There's, there's a little bit of the verse that when he comes on in a club, everybody jumps on that line because there's something about it. There's, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's sort yeah. of, the other person I think is amazing at that is Buster. Like, oh. you know, the 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 little intonations, the what he does with the vocals and stuff, it's it none of that happens by accident, does it? That no. has been that Busta has been is, crafted, right? Buster is bananas. He's so amazing. Like he really is amazing. I don't think people give him enough due, honestly. I really don't. I, I don't know if you've listened to uh Extinction Level Event too, but like I that haven't is, heard the whole thing. Mike, it's just it's just Buster at his best, man. It's fucking Ooh. great. It's really good. So what are you up to now then? Because you, you're doing TV and stuff now, right? And you're yeah. doing podcasts and stuff. So what, what are you up to now? Yeah, I um, I actually just, well, not just, I guess a few months ago, I was on a talk show in the States called The Talk um, for a few years and then decided to leave it before the, the beginning of the year. And then I started a podcast here um, on the BBC called Constantly Evolving. Um, and we are going into season two, which I'm really excited about because I didn't think we'd get a season two. So I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, and it's the 20th anniversary, weirdly, of Scorpion, my album Scorpion, which is nuts to me. That's crazy. But all good things, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, happy and excited about everything what what, yeah. what is a what is a constantly evolving podcast is it a chat podcast or is yeah, it just a, a chat it thing? is it is it's like, it's like this it's kind of like this but i'm i'm talking to different people just about their journeys in life and how they get through and got through hard times um what what they what authenticity means to them um and you know just just living life like mm. finding finding the tools to to get through the things that are hard definitely yeah 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 um how do you find uh interviewing do you enjoy doing all that sort of stuff it's hard 
it's hard. I do enjoy it once the flow happens. But and yeah. I thought I'd be I thought it would be slightly easier because I was on this talk show before. But what I didn't realize was that I was with four other chicks. Yeah. And when you're by yourself, <laughs> it just is like, oh, it's just me and you. But to be honest, once you hit that flow and everybody's been amazing, um, it's it's cool. And I like to put myself in uncomfortable com- uh, positions. Like it's it's me learning about me through this journey as well with with yeah. people, you know. So, um, yeah. one of the one of the things I find very difficult when interviewing yeah. is um, your internal monologue. Like when you ask something and then your brain goes after, so that was a shit question. Uh, you, 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 like, you it's better, already out there. Now. Yeah, yeah, you've said it now. That was such an imp- I bet What's your been favorite ar- color? Yeah, I bet they've been asked that a thousand <laughs> times. You fucking idiot. You've messed it up. <laughs> I, I think you're a very good interviewer, Ramesh. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, thanks. Thank, thanks, guys. Well, I mean, it, it looks it looks a lot like I was fishing for that now, to be no, honest. No, no, no. Not at all. Yeah. You make, you, I feel very comfortable. Like you, yeah. make, oh, which I think battle, is important. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Half the battle. Yeah. yeah, and I always, I always arrange for one of the children to sort of break it up by interrupting as well halfway through. Yeah. So it's it's, like, a brain, a, like, just a it's like a cycle. It's like a psychological thing. Um, <laughs> so the the, the t- it's a t- it's a tw- like you said it was a t- it's the twentieth anniversary of Scorpion. So um, is it like a was this a, your idea to sort of remaster and re-release it or what's uh, what's uh, the, the deal with it? Yes, I mean it was kind of like a me and management and um, and the company you and me we kind of came together and was like we should make this an event and at first I kind of was like eh, it's twenty years like I feel old but then <laughs> but then I start listening to the songs and start thinking about that time when I was recording that that album and it just honestly felt right um and yeah like the response has been crazy the response has been great which is also very nice that's always yeah. nice um yeah so we re-released remaster and then there's a special vinyl that is um that's out right now too like a special red vinyl so look out for it how does it feel how do you get on with listening back to your own stuff is it uh do you enjoy it? Does it take you back to that time? Uh, or do you go, oh, I wish I'd said that slightly differently? Or what's kind of your experience of listening no, to No, it takes me back to that time. It takes me back to a certain time. Um, and I, in time and place, I don't do it often. I do not listen to myself often at all. It's only right. when, usually when a performance is coming up or if I need to, I don't know, do a little research, just weirdly, this is going to sound weird, on myself. <laughs> just to see where <laughs> I forgotten. was. Well, yeah. not even forgotten. It's just like, oh, you hear, like, I guess for me, and maybe this is for everyone, any artist, whether it's writing or stand-up or whatever, like, where was you emotionally, where I was at that time, who I was hanging out with at that time, like, what was happening really in my life, like, what horrible person I was in a relationship with at that time, or like, whatever, like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's really good to, to go back. Do you keep in touch with... Uh... All the people that you used to hang out with in the in the states, uh, or is it slightly difficult with being busy over here? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty difficult. Um, mm. It's usually like a check in every few months, maybe with a few people. Like Swiss, I always talk to. I was just, you know, I, Swiss is the nucleus. Yeah. Anything I need to know that's happening with Rough Riders, I call Swiss. Um, but as far as everybody else, no, it kind of just, you know infrequent but when we see each other it's all love well one of the things i wanted yeah. to ask you about which you might not know the answer to this really but you know but yeah i read some quotes from you guys at, at dmx's funeral and one of the things yeah. that swiss said 
that stood out to me when I was reading yeah. it was that I wish people had celebrated him more when, he, you know, we needed people around him when he was here. It's yeah. nice to see everybody now, but I wish there'd be more people in it, like here. Is that something that, that resonated with you? And, you 100%. Know? 100%. You know, I think what happens is it's very easy to happen is because you get busy and because people are living their lives and you're kind of like, oh, they're over there, I'm over here. You don't check in as frequently as you probably should when right. you were around each other. And I, when he said that, I was like, wow, like you almost, we we let the excuse of life and being busy um, is, you know, be the reason you don't check in on somebody who has been in your life forever, who you love, who you probably know, maybe they're going through something, but you can almost not ignore that sounds like a horrible word because it's not ignore but it almost becomes it's just an excuse really really it really well, is. Life, life gets in the way doesn't it i mean you it have does. to sort of go i've got to prioritize these things or whatever it's, it's difficult yeah it's, yeah it's difficult yeah uh, another thing i want to ask you just because you used to be on the talk yeah have you seen have you seen loose women I have, yeah. <laughs> I would love, I would, I would love to see Eve become a part of Lou Swimming, man. That would Whoa. be. I'd watch that. I'd watch. We've that. got, we've got to make that happen, right? Would you be up for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you crushed Romish's dreams there. His face. Listen though, I do enjoy watching it. I, I have to say, it's yeah. become one of my sometimes in the morning. I might right. make a tea. I do actually enjoy watching these women. I think it's a really lovely, I will use another term you guys use all the time. It's a very lovely show. Yeah. It's just it's just so I, I don't I don't think you'll ever appreciate how weird it is to, to think about Eve, hip hop legend Eve, <laughs> watching like British television. It's there, there's so many it. things. <laughs> I swear, I love it. I watch what I watch. I watch a lot of stuff. My husband teases me all the time, but I'm feeling like it's like research in my new place that I'm at. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Eve, um, it has been an absolute delight to talk to you, man. Thank, um, thank you like, so much. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast. And, thank um, you. Uh, we've been talking about it for such a long time. Martin has been saying to me, "You've got, you've got to make this happen, Rom. You've got to make this happen." Yes. So, Martin, Martin, Martin. T. Smith, this is yes. for you, mate. I love this is Martin. For you, mate. Martin is the best. Yeah, is his the energy best. is ridiculous. The right? best. It's exhausting. It, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. It is <laughs> literally the best. He's. I've never met anyone nicer. And I know. Gen more genuine than Martin. He's the best. I, I basically the whole. I don't know if you tried to, but the whole of our tour. I just spent trying to introduce some negativity into his attitude. It was just, it was just he's, completely he impossible. He started too late. He started too yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, but listen, Eve, good luck with everything, man. Yeah, um, thank you. We, we look forward to the podcast, yeah. uh, the album, um, and uh, good luck with everything you do. Thank you so thank much you. for joining us. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.